welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis, and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another mini. This is Talking Fairy. Thank you for singing. I try. <laughs> I really want us to get like a jingle ready if... One day. One day. Here's the thing. Sarah and I are doing our best at being legit podcasters, mm-hmm. okay? We have an intro. Yep. We have an exit. Yes. Hopefully, we've got this volume stuff figured out <laughs> at this point. Here's hoping. You know, I have the sexy time music insert, mm-hmm. but I don't know why this, like, creating a jingle has felt, like, really hard. I don't know. But maybe we'll get there one day. <laughs> um. So this is Talking Theory. We have four things we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. The first two are spoilers through the end of A Court of Silver Flames. Mm -hmm. So as long as you are caught up in the Akatar world, you'll be good to go. The last two we're going to talk about are mass multiverse spoilers. So Mm -hmm. if you have not read everything in the mass multiverse, don't listen to those. But we're going to go with Akatar spoilers first Mm -hmm. so that some of you can at least enjoy those before we get into the multiverse worlds um but i have two things that i want to bring up that i thought were super interesting okay um one is regarding elaine Mm -hmm. so i heard um on tiktok i don't remember who sent this but it like came to me as like i remembered it last night but it's this idea that the cauldron like actually like loves elaine and how that's like impacted elaine's life so hear this out so you know in akawar we saw when the cauldron interact with with elaine especially in those like final Mm -hmm. end battles there was like you know they were mentioned how the cauldron like purred in her presence and still liked elaine at that point Mm -hmm. right the cauldron draw like called for elaine earlier and drew her Mm -hmm. to the cauldron back when we thought Hybern just took Elaine. Yeah. I mean, what if the cauldron just wanted Elaine there and Hybern? Yeah. That wasn't out of, it was convenient for Hybern, mm-hmm. but that was a cauldron thing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when Elaine was turned, um, you know, the cauldron gave her something right. because it said it liked her. But so if we establish the fact that we think the cauldron loves Elaine mm-hmm. in some weird existential way, um, here's some ideas around that. Okay. Is the cauldron trying to isolate Elaine so it can have her all mm, to itself? Okay. So did the cauldron give Elaine a mate that she could never accept? So during oh, one of goodness. the bonus chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Asriel said something like the call, like, or the fates, like they made a mistake. Yeah. It, cause he's like, it should be me. Right. They made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what if they didn't make a mistake, but the mm. cauldron, when she was in there, manipulated it to one of the nearest unmated yeah. males, because I still think Tamlin and Amarantha, mm-hmm. right? but someone who she could never connect with. So she would ultimately find herself alone. That's terrible, but like so Isn't good. Isn't that interesting? 
And then another, this is a twist. This is a little twisted. Okay. But also, what if that was part of the um, reasons or connected to why she was so distraught afterwards? So someone theorized that, you know, in Akamath, it was kind of admitted that Mm -hmm. Elaine had fooled around with Grayson a little bit Mm -hmm. before they got married. Right. So someone was like, what if Elaine was pregnant and being in the cauldron Mm -hmm. because she returned Haifei, she lost that baby. And that's Mm -hmm. also why um, she was so sad and destitute Mm -hmm. and like not speaking immediately after. Again, something that the cauldron might have done to isolate Elaine. I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. Like, is the cauldron intentionally isolating Elaine because – it loves her, and then how does this play into her powers mm-hmm. and potential evil Elaine? I don't know. That's a very interesting theory. Right? I can get behind that because it's – I mean, it – Because, like, the Elaine-Lucian mating, like, it just – at this point, it doesn't make sense. Right. Not to us, at least. Not to us at yeah. this point. But that's a very interesting theory. I like what that. What if it was intentional? Mm. I don't know. So that is my first theory to share okay. today. The second one is about the House of Wind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, obviously, throughout this book, the House of Wind really shows, like, character and personality and emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Inanimate objects don't do that. Right. Like, that's just not... Yeah. Like, even magical objects Mm -hmm. don't do that. Right. Like, even the cottage that they, like, go and visit, it's like, it provides them food because they need food. But, like... There's no personality to it. Um, But what if... It, maybe it's like an ex-high lord or something mm-hmm. trapped like a, an, a, an ex-lover mm-hmm. or a wife he was angry with or yeah. something like that in the house. And so the house is not an inanimate object. It is this like this person's person being. being I like as that. a house <laughs> because it's like what it has this personality because right. they also write Cassian and all of them said that they never liked the house. Yeah. It always gave them, like, weird vibes. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if this house was, like, a depressed woman who was transformed from being a woman into a house? And so yeah. she's been sad and she's been angry and she's just been, like, existing up there. Waiting for a friend like waiting Nesta. Waiting for a friend! <laughs> and Nesta becomes her friend and draws that out of her. Yeah. And she's the house is coming into her own because she's finally like showing who her personality <laughs> was. Cause she like has a friend and now there's joy. And I just, I don't know. Just, it like, seems delightful. Right. So yeah. like, what if she, this house, the house of wind was a person, a person. I think that's a super cool this. theory. Right. Yeah. And so I also wonder like who, who, yeah. And could they be transformed back? Mm, that's a good theory. I don't know. That is very interesting. I don't know. But anywho, I just thought that was very intriguing. Yes. So. Akatar done. Akatar spoilers done. Mm-hmm. We're now going to shift into mass multiverse. Yes. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, so if you haven't read Crescent City, Throne of Glass, or Akatar, hold off. Yes. Stop listening at this mm-hmm. point. We love you. We hope you have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now let's dive in. First one, Sarah. First one. Okay. So Alex and I actually discovered this both yes. when we were reading <laughs> the first set of chapters of Silver Flames. Um, and Cassian is kind of like going into Reese's like study and sees this model that 
Reese built and what if it's the same one that the Autumn King has in his office in Crescent City? Um, Just so like, I don't, we did not notice that before. No. And I hadn't seen any theories. Like Alex and I might have discovered a theory. (gasps) Did we discover something? Maybe. But it, like Cassian says, it's like a massive working model of their world, the stars and planets around it. Reese had built the model himself centuries ago. It could not only track the sun, but also tell time. And it somehow allowed Reese to ponder the existence of life beyond their own world and other things. And like the, in Crescent City, we couldn't find the quote because the yeah. book is too long and Google did not I did, did not find have it. that it was called, in Crescent City, they an called ori. it an ori. Yeah, yes. I saw that. So it's an ori in the far back of the space. It's a working model of the seven planets, moons, and suns made from solid gold. Yes, but it doesn't work in Crescent City. It doesn't City. work in Crescent City. So, like, what if when Rune comes, mm-hmm. well, or Bryce, I guess, rather, somehow Bryce or Rune get it working and like it connects like that's how they're able to travel or yep. like communicate with like maybe Bryce helps Reese fix it and then they can communicate with Rune well the one in the Autumn Kings doesn't right. work oh yeah okay so but maybe Rune fixes it maybe or Bryce comes back fixes it and then they can communicate I don't know yeah but I feel like there's potential for like this thing to somehow s- connect somehow connect the two I totally agree like I wonder if it's like um like I know it's just like a map, but maybe it's like they can speak through it. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Something. That but would it, be really exciting. It's got to be the same way. Or like Bryce sees how Reese's works and then is able to fix the one back in Crescent City. And yep. then something happens with that. Yeah. Maybe that plays into like Crescent City 4. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the next book is. Like maybe it's. Yeah. I don't know. That's exciting though. Yeah. I think it's really intriguing. And I know in this book there's also the. Um, priestess whose name i can't remember in the library who's researching this also yeah is it meryl i think it might i think it's meryl yeah that sounds right um but so i wonder how she's gonna come into play with that Mm, like is like is it somehow gonna be connected to her Mm -hmm. that is referencing what reese has on his desk and then through there maybe they can connect maybe i don't know okay um last theory Mm -hmm. again this is a mass multiverse theory but I was thinking about this with this last week's reading around Koshe. Yep. Because um, at one point, Vasa said, um, she said, I fear what may happen if he ever gets free of the lake. If he sees this world on the cusp of disaster and knows he could strike and strike hard and make himself its master, as he once tried to do long ago. And then Era says, those are legends that predate our courts. And Vasa says, it's all I have gleaned from my time enslaved to him. Mm-hmm. So there are these, like, legends yep. pre-court mm-hmm. about Koshe. And so that got me started thinking. I was like, is Koshe, like, Valg? Or Asiri? Like, because those are, like, what we've seen in terms of, like, world travelers in right. the other two books. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not entirely sure what's right. So I kind of got on this train of like, well, is Koshe one of those, Mm -hmm. you know, came here from long ago. And so now he's this just like ultra powerful old being. Right. But then um, in my research of that, Lanthus came up. Mm -hmm. So that's when in this book, when Nesta and Cassian go to the prison. Yeah. And one of it's Lanthus was someone that Cassian had put in there. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we've talked about like, we want to know who else Cassian has slain. Um, But... Some interesting connections with Lanthus okay. to Crescent City and the Valg. Mm-hmm. So Lanthus, similarly, do you remember in 
Crescent City 2 mm-hmm. when Bryce is like fighting in the like underworld area. Yeah. And only her sword mm-hmm. is actually working to kill them. Yes. Um, so similarly, Nesta's sword in this mm-hmm. book, which is like a new dread trove. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. So her her sword mm-hmm. slices through Lanthus. Which okay. is not what Cassian apparently says something like. Oh yeah, he like couldn't. You like you can't just like slice through Lanthus, right? But Nesta's sword did. So mm-hmm. is it like, are these swords mm. like both magical and then show like that Asteri kind of like connection? Yeah. But also when Nesta slices through Lanthus, Lanthus has black blood, mm, which, which we know is like yes. a Valg thing. Yes. So anyway, this is not a totally coherent theory, but just like <laughs> between Koshe and Lanthus, like yeah. are they a Styri slash Valg? There's some interesting connections around Definitely that. Definitely something. I don't know. Those were just some of the things I was thinking about. I like that. Yeah. In terms of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Can't stop, won't stop thinking about the multiverse. <laughs> um, only what? Two more years until the next uh, book? So long. <laughs> we'll get through it somehow. But anywho, what do you guys think? What do you think about those theories? Or if you have any more to share, let us know. Yes, please. As always, Instagram, we want to hear from you. So please send those our way. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk more next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.